Welcome back to another episode of Unseen Connections. I'm your host, Amy Skinner. We are diving into episode number 13 today. This episode is coming a little bit later than I would have anticipated, but it is right on theme. <laughs> this episode is all about change of plans. That is the energy that I've been noticing very heavily this week and a little bit of last week as well. So we're going to dive into that in just a moment and further uncover more of what that means, what that could look like, and some ways upon which I realized and discovered that that is the theme of the energy that we're picking up on here. So starting off in the usual way that we like to do, taking a moment of pause to bring you back into your mind and your body. So wherever you are, if it's possible for you, I invite you to close your eyes, maybe placing one hand on your heart, maybe placing a hand on your belly, or maybe palms are facing up receiving some energy, or if you feel like you need a little bit more grounding today, perhaps placing your palms down. And beginning by taking notice of the first things that draw your attention towards them. So maybe it's an ache or a pain in the body. Maybe it's your clenched teeth. Perhaps it's your breath. Maybe it feels shallow. Maybe it feels deep and easeful. What are the first things that your mind is being attracted towards? And as we take time to notice what is, we have the opportunity to let the body speak for itself. As we take time for stillness and pause, this is where a lot of clarity can come forward a lot of understanding, a lot of intuition. So focusing on your breath here, taking a nice inhale in through your nose and letting all of it out through your mouth. And again, taking a deep breath in through your nose. Filling up your lungs, feeling the rise of your chest and letting your exhale release out through your mouth as you soften through your shoulders. If you enjoy these deep sighs, take a few more. Notice the contraction and the contrast between your inhales and your exhales. Notice how you increase capacity and then you let it all go. And just steadying our breath here, steadying your inhales and your exhales. I like to breathe in and out of my nose. If that's something that feels comfortable for you as well, follow suit. Or if you like the inhale through your nose and exhale out through your mouth, then I invite you to follow that today. Just keeping your breath even as much as possible. Maybe even taking your exhale a little bit longer. And just witnessing the breath moving through your throat, noticing the temperature, noticing the sensations that find their way into your throat. Sometimes there can feel like a bit of a constriction happening, like perhaps something is sitting there and your breath can't quite carve it out. And 
Invite your face to grow a little bit softer if possible. Checking in with your third eye, the space between your eyebrows. And allowing your eyebrows to gently release away from one another. Noticing the tension that might reside around your cheekbones, your jaw. Inviting some softness into this space as well. As you continue your steady breath in and out. Knowing that as we breathe, we don't have to force change. We can just breathe and observe and notice what happens. Notice what is versus what we want it to look like or what we want it to be or the idea that we had in our mind of how this was going to go. Feeling into your heart space here. Noticing what exists for you to observe. Is there tightness across your chest? Is there a sense of ease and lightness? Does it feel like there's pressure? constriction or does it feel like there's some expansion like you can really draw in the air and start to expand your lungs to their greatest capacity what exists for you today For me, a big yawn. <laughs> Feel free to continue on with this slow down, this place of observing yourself, this place of just breathing, perhaps listening to the sound of my voice. Through that exercise, encouraging you to notice what is and to release this need for control and allow expansion to take hold in whatever way that looks like. Sometimes it's expansion and being able to take a step back to just observe and witness. Sometimes it's physical expansion of your breath, moving your lungs. Perhaps it's physical expansion of releasing the idea of what you thought would be and allowing what is to take place. The theme of episode 13 is all about the changing of plans. <laughs> in my own personal life, I have noticed that in a very massive way. I got to the point recently where I had this idea in my mind of what I have been trying to build and what I desired and push came to shove and I had to make a new choice for myself, not to abandon my desires, but to be open to greater possibilities. And speaking not so candidly here, my line of work, my decision to stick true to all of these things that I know are meant for me in the healing aspect of life, in my heart-centeredness, in my offerings of being of service to others and to really help myself as well as everyone else, as well as you listening to this, to feel an embodiment, to feel an empowerment, to find your own sense of rootedness so that you have greater capacity to move throughout the world. 
living in a state of survival is not unheard of. It is actually quite common when I start to notice how it shows up for other people. And how it shows up for you might look different than how it shows up for me. And it can look differently than how it shows up for our parents or our children or our loved ones, our bosses, our coworkers, the strangers that we encounter in a store or on the street, people that we engage with during business. We have the fight, flight, fawn, and freeze response. And for me, the fight response is not really one that I enter into very often, if at all. But the other ones are ones that I definitely identify with. But to notice that within myself, the fight response isn't one that is a natural go-to for me, but remembering that it is for other people for their own reasons. And being able to recognize that in somebody can help me take things less personally. And it can help me to recognize that they're just having a hard time. And I was only able to recognize that when I could stop and honor myself and recognize my own version of having a hard time. Having a hard time can, again, look very different for each person. And internally, it can feel like an overwhelm. It can feel like everything's on fire and the floor is lava. (laughs) An overwhelm can be a shutdown. Like you just, you can't register what people are saying to you. You have no capacity to hear what's going on. The overwhelm can be a flooding of the nervous system. So maybe it's pain in your physical body. Maybe it's disease. Maybe it's sickness. An overwhelm can be a facet of burnout. And burnout can look different for each individual as well. For some, maybe it is a heightened sense of depression. Hard to get out of bed every day. Hard to feel the drive to take care of yourself, let alone take care of anybody else. It could be a fleeting sense of motivation or a lack of passion. An overwhelm, it, it's like when your car has foggy headlights, like the buildup has made it hard to see, especially in the evening, in the dark, that when you take the time to maintain the headlights and to wipe away the dust or to put in some elbow grease and sometimes sand away at the grit that builds up, then you begin to see a lot clearer and you're able to see in more expansive ways. So the way that I discovered that this was the energy that we are moving through this week, and I share this so that maybe this helps you tap further into realizing your own intuitive breadcrumbs. (laughs) And these can happen for all of us. It's something that I continue to enjoy and work with every day and it's all about the repetition and the consistency of playing (laughs) really is what this feels like for me it feels like playing it feels like 
when I spot numbers, it's that moment of awe, it's that excitement, it's that childlike wonder. And and to me, the idea of being an adult is continuing to shift. Now that I'm, I guess, technically an adult at 32, <laughs> even though I had preconceived ideas of what I thought that would look like or even feel like and now that I'm here of course I am realizing that it is not quite those things that I imagined they would look like or feel like especially knowing that trying to use anybody else as a guidepost or a comparison is always going to make me feel like I'm falling short. Because if I'm trying to gauge myself based on somebody else's decisions in their life and their journey through all the things that they've learned and their passions and what they do on a consistent basis, it's doing myself a disservice as well as them because... Their journey is meant for them. The things that they are here to learn are meant for them. And my own life is going to be unique to me. And that's why I love learning more about you. Because maybe you and I, we find our way to similar understandings. But the ways in which we learned those understandings are going to look differently. The ways in which we pieced our breadcrumbs together, what even those breadcrumbs were, are going to be so unique to you and so unique to me. And it's really cool to hear the understanding and realizations on, on how they connect together. Because I don't know about you, but when I hear about people's stories of synchronicities and the things that they held on to and realized kind of were something, it helps remind me to lean in, lean into that process, lean into that curiosity and playing. So some of the signs that I saw and realized were I was seeing the number 1144 a lot recently and of course sometimes I don't think much of it because I'm human (laughs) until it crosses my path um, a couple times because first is like okay yeah cool just a number in the world second time you're kind of like oh that sort of looks familiar and then the third time you cross it and you're like there's no way that was a coincidence because What what even are coincidences, honestly? Like, I truly think that coincidences aren't coincidences at all. They're messages and things for you to pay attention to. So, 11.44, I've been seeing it on the clock a lot. I've been seeing it on license plates. Truck plates have four numbers in BC. And then today, I was on my way to my massage appointment, and I saw two cars, one after another, that had a license plate of 114. And I didn't think about 1144 at the time, but I saw 114 and I always do just a quick Google because for me, what I've seen and come to understand for myself anyways, is that if there's a number sequence, I like to investigate what is said about that number sequence and then I will pull from a couple different write-ups what feels pertinent to me. So I was opening up Google and I was typing in the number 114 and I didn't have time to read through it so I just skimmed the very initial um, explanation for it, went into my massage. I always have a really good massage because I always have a really good chat with my RMT. (laughs) She is great and we have very similar um, mindsets, I guess I will call it. 
And we finished the massage and I looked over at the clock and it said 11.44 and I mentioned out loud, I was like, oh, that, but I've been seeing that number a lot lately. And then I got back in my car and I went to go Google 11.44 and I realized that the number that I had originally Googled, 114 from the license plate that I had seen, I guess my number slipped, my finger slipped on uh, the number four, and I had actually Googled 1144 already. (laughs) So that was no coincidence. (laughs) And I dove further into that, and that kind of started to reiterate this idea of changing plans. So that was one, one avenue of reaffirming what I had already picked up on and that was confirmation upon what I have already been experiencing in my own life so I have been waiting for a yoga studio in Vernon to open up for the last year since I heard about it my friend is building it and it's been a hell of a journey as she's been building it she's she's been building it for two years now and I've only known her for a year so I haven't had to wait as long for this place as she has however I have had to wait quite some time because as soon as she told me about it I I knew I was in I knew, I just, it was that energy, it was that full body, like, expansion feeling of fuck yes, I'm in. So I've been anticipating it, and construction has not gone according to plan <laughs> every step of the way. There, there have been uh, moments where people have had to come back in and redo their work, and things just were not up to the quality of standards of... of how something should be finished. So it has taken quite some time to get to this point, but we are opening up on the 24th and I am so excited. So with this, I have been kind of holding out for it. And then some other things happened along this year that also did not go according to plan and trying to build up my own my own spaces, my own classes in the community have been really, really challenging for me because I did not grow up in Vernon. I know some people, but I don't feel like I have um, a great amount of influence or pull or reach or whatever it is that you want to call it to bring people in on my own. And I have come head to head with that since I moved here. It has been a very challenging aspect to this entire situation, this entire immersing into the community. So doing this on my own, grinding, Trying again, again, trying again and again and again and coming up with new ideas for classes and having sessions with people and knowing that some things do take time to build and trusting in my abilities and not taking anything personally. That is something that thankfully I had already started to build upon before I moved here is not taking anything personally and understand that there could be a whole variety of reasons um, why something isn't working or, you know, square peg, round hole kind of deal. So with this new studio opening, I was offered a greater position within it and I accepted it and by accepting it as well, it's also taking up more time in my life. And at first I was nervous. I was nervous because it felt both exciting and expanding because I want to be here and I want to 
do what I love in this space because I've been waiting so long to do it. But then there was also that part of me that had to shift the idea of what I thought I wanted or what I thought I was working towards. And now I'm realizing that all of this coming together is actually working out way better than me trying to struggle and do it all by myself. My heart lies within wanting to help others and coming back to that that main goal of why of why I'm I'm doing any of this why I'm why I've been so stubborn in making this happen in pursuing my passionate course in life all of this coming together is both reaffirming that taking that stubborn route uh is paying off it, it It was the hard path of getting here, I would say, but um, like I referenced before from my friend Natalie, maybe it's not the hard path. It's just, just, you know, the experience. There really is no learning the hard way sometimes. It's just strictly learning. So all of that coming together, um, some ideas fading out and new ones being created and just that big, huge shift in energy. What helped that was me getting clear on what it is that I really wanted. And what I really wanted and how I wanted to feel was to feel supported, to be able to stand tall in this place of expansion, to support others, to do what I love I I love yoga. I've lost some love for it because it was kind of taken away from me for a period of time because of the state of the world. And I struggled with kind of, I guess, separating an identity from it and getting myself back to nurturing me and that's been a long road and that's what I focused on and I've had a lot of people not understand because from the outside it's hard to understand and that's what's challenging about things like mental health things like pain because we have these internal experiences that Maybe some people can relate to, but also some people don't even want to hear about. And I find that if they don't want to hear about it, it's because they are also resisting their own or they have been conditioned into resist their own, like this idea of not crying over things or, you know, suck it up, buttercup. You got to go to work. (laughs) That idea of pushing through pain, this really rough idea of survival and not playing into that and opposing what a lot of us have come to know and learn and understand of, of, of what's expected of us in a society, in adulthood. I feel like it, I've been a disruption to the status quo in a way. <laughs> and that is, I didn't see myself being that person in life because I don't like to ruffle feathers. (laughs) I've always been that child that monitored other people's emotions. That was my own survival safety mechanism. And this is all a big opportunity for me to understand that survival mechanism and to recognize when I have been having a hard time so that I can communicate it with others so that I can get the support that I do need. Because like I said, we're all kind of in our own states of survival for one reason or another. And it looks different and it can be confusing, especially when it's not somebody else's experience. So 
being able to observe myself and and not only that, but be able to articulate what I am experiencing and some of my needs and the connections that I'm making can both be helpful and disruptive at the same time. So it just feels like a big mess of watery colors. <laughs> As we go through these states of change and it, it's not, it's not, there's no paint by numbers here. <laughs> there's no harsh lines. It's an amalgamation of random splotches. <laughs> I'm abstract art. <laughs> essentially <laughs> feelings and creativity it's it's abstract and this is such a great segue <laughs> into what I'm about to discuss next and that is I was woken up this morning to some thoughts that were overtaking me and I decided that they weren't helpful because I needed to sleep and I can't do anything about the situation that my mind is trying to obsess over so what can I do I decided to turn on a podcast and it's this person that I can't remember how I found it was probably through just a search through the podcast and it is titled love hurts and hurts is spelled h e r t z and this woman um plays tuning forks and if you've never experienced tuning forks it is each one is set to a frequency or vibration and we've talked about this before but i will just reiterate it here each vibration and level of frequency it can it's associated or it can shake loose um, some of your chakras and so each chakra has a different hertz associated to it a frequency level and this one in particular that i chose to play this morning was a solar plexus um, tuning fork affirmation experience so she chose affirmations that would suit the solar plexus, which is a creativity center and a sense of self-worth. And that is absolutely something that I've been constantly journeying on is my own sense of self-worth. It's been something that has shifted and there's different layers to it. And it's helped me physically feel better. I don't have as many stomach aches because I have been paying attention. <laughs> so that's amazing. But anyways, in this podcast, she had said something about um, there being a scientific evidence, which I did not look up, which I could have done, but I'm just going to deliver you what she said. And then if you want to listen to the podcast that I listened to, I will link it in the show notes. But she said that 400 repetitions is what it takes to create a new synapse in the brain. 400 repetitions of something. That's what creates a new synapse. That is a lot. She said, but it only takes 10 to 20 repetitions if you are in a state of play. So that state of play is that abstract art. It is that creation station. It is that ability to flow. So if we are stuck and rigid and in a place of turmoil and limited perception, then it's going to take a heck of a lot more effort to figure things out. So the idea of intelligence and intelligence tests are funny to me. Because there are some people that can be so book smart out there, but then struggle with emotions. Or there are some people that are hard and fast when it comes to rules, but suffer with understanding where they are safe to be. <laughs> which feels very ironic. So being in a state of play is your mind is so much more malleable and 
that has been my journey over the last few years and my disruption of the status quo has been coming back to that that state of play and that state of flow getting curious painting state of play can be just anytime you experience joy and laughter and really being that deep inner child version of yourself just being childlike having childlike wonder being able to crack jokes that's a state of play being able to laugh so if you can think about that energy around how you feel when you laugh or when you are cracking jokes or when you are painting a picture with with no desired outcome let's say you're just you're just curious, you're just here to learn, you're here to see what happens. When you release that sense of control and you're just happy to be here in the moment, that is where so much comes forward for you. And that's why with children, having a state of play is so important for them. And we see that in... Places like Montessori or when they have like outside school or a lot of people that homeschool children, they do it through a state of play. Or even if you have children in regular school and you notice how they play with their friends, the stories and create, all of that is for a reason and it's healthy and it is so needed because that is where so many wonderful ideas come from and so much intuition has the opportunity to insert itself and be discovered, and unpack. So that was, that's a big thing that you can take away from this as well, is coming back into into a state of play, and allowing things to be malleable, and getting clear on your basic human principles of what it is you desire to feel. So again, for me, it was the desire to feel supported in all the different ways. Supported in being able to be myself, to honor my desire to serve others in paying things forward, just like this podcast does. Um, Being supported in the financial sense as well, being able to keep the roof over my head to have the opportunity to take time also away from this place of service for others and be able to be in a place of service for myself because I can't do one without the other. So finding that supportive place of balance and the people that I have in my life these days, they are so potent in this ability of support as well. Being able to ask them for help is massive and to receive that help is even bigger. And it feels like just the deposits over time. And that was something else that came up. I drew some cards and I asked for the energy around 1144, what I needed to know about that. So I googled some things and I took some stuff from that, but then I also asked the cards what else it is that I need to know in this particular um, place so that, again, I can, I can understand myself and then I can articulate it for you so that you can take what you see fitting for your own life and apply that in the ways that you see fit. Because on a collective level, it's also happening... Um, personally and interpersonally so with other people so the cards that I pulled I had four of them and they came from the shaman's dream oracle and the first card was surrender the second card is curiosity the third is resourcefulness and the fourth is grace and generosity so I won't go through what each individual card had said but I'll just go through the kind of overview the umbrella of what I gathered from all those cards. And I wrote down a a few key pieces that I wanted to touch on. So one of them is 
liberation from attachment and observing. So that circles back to what I was talking about when it comes to releasing the idea of what you had in your mind of what things would look like (laughs) and allowing things to flow and then also surrendering the need to figure it all out before everything happens. I know that that is something that I do often because it is, it is, that is my safety mechanism is, is that idea of wanting to control and being able to um, see what's coming at me because I want to be prepared. But I've been working on strengthening my ability to flow, to remind myself that I am capable of addressing whatever comes up because I'm here today. So I have clearly addressed everything I've ever lived through up until this point. So it's reminding myself of those um, capabilities and independence around that as well. And the other thing I wrote down was refute that sameness is the only way. So this, this can be translated into a few different things. Sameness could be like looking at the whole world and needing them to be the same as you, needing them to think the same way, needing them to um, even understand you, knowing that it may not be possible for everybody to understand you, but they can still respect you and respect your um the way that you need to help yourself and sometimes that can look like taking some space and also refuting that sameness is the only way that can translate into the idea of taking a different journey and discovering similar concepts you know they didn't have to take the same journey you did to discover the same understanding or maybe they're not going to see things the same way you will because they've lived through other experiences that told them other things. But knowing that it doesn't take anything away from you, it's just making them expansion in their own right then live and let live. (laughs) The other things I wrote down here were allowing newness to envelope you as you explore the possibilities. This is a departure from your expectations. So new is adding dimensions to your life. And when we have been in a state of comfort, oh yes, this is where the sameness thing comes back around. So we all have our own place of comfort and familiarity and sometimes we seek that out in the world we seek out people that will think the same as us because it's kind of like an echo chamber and that keeps us comfortable and that's not to say that's there's no labels of good or bad here there's it's just not necessary to to um, apply but having conversations with people that have different viewpoints or different ways of doing things or introducing you to different music or movies or conversations with other people or ways of having conversations, the ways to communicate as well. If you give yourself freedom to explore and stay open and go in there with eyes open rather than just having your mind made up already, there can be so many wonderful things waiting for you in this land of new to explore. So who knows? Maybe if you try something new, you might like it. (laughs) We do this a lot with uh, Mackenzie when we have food that she thinks she doesn't like. Or the other day, Alex made pasta and he had onions in it. And Mackenzie was concerned about the onions And he told her, I chopped them up small and there's all these different things in there. So, you know, can you please at least just try it? And I mentioned to her, who knows, you might actually really like it. So she tried it and she did. She actually really liked it. She said that it didn't taste like the typical onion flavor. And 
that had me thinking and we were talking about all these new things that she had been trying lately when it came to food. And I said to her, you could have missed out <laughs> on this, on this flavor. You could have missed out on this experience because you had your mind set up already that you just decided you didn't like it before you had even tried it. So the fact that she had opened herself up and took her walls down and said, okay, I'm willing to experience this. Let's see what happens. Because we also gave her the opportunity, you know, of course, if you, if it's something that you try and you have the experience and you give it a, you know, a real opportunity and you don't like it, then you don't have to eat it. But you could also be missing out on something amazing. (laughs) So giving yourself the opportunity to explore and get curious is such a bridge to some really cool things. So beyond that, talking about newness and decision-making, this brought me to remembering... Um, uh, if you follow her, her name is Sarah Landry. She is the bird's papaya on Instagram. And she had a story the other day about making decisions. And and she was like, I'm trying to figure out about making the right choice. And I was so stuck on making the right choice. And then I thought, well, there really is no one right choice. It's just making a right choice. There could be a few choices here and they could all be quote unquote right and I love that and my mind started to run with that because that is so true sometimes I know I can get petrified with obsessing over did I make the right choice is this or is this the right choice to make and sometimes it's that it's that perfectionist idea of for whatever reason thinking that we might be punished (laughs) for making the quote-unquote wrong choice or wrong decision but really it's all just it's just experiencing like in the studio this week we've been working really hard to get ready for the opening and so we've been playing around with the heat and whatnot and through doing so we learned some more things that that were important to learn and had we not had the experience maybe we wouldn't have learned those things And it's easy to look at things and and be like, oh my gosh, this hiccup came about or this didn't go according to plan or, you know, whatever it may be. But if you have the ability to kind of take the emotions out of it and just look at what did I learn or what was the information that I ended up gathering from this, there's so much value in that as well. So the other thing I had written down are, or is, um, just the reminder that your needs are met in spite of the appearances. So this was about the cactus card and resourcefulness. And as it talks about the cactus, cactuses usually grow in the desert and they have to reach really deep to find the water. So if you dig below the surface of your own life, again, digging below the looks... Notice when, where, and how you are being supported and how your needs are being met. When you're in a relationship with somebody, that can be challenging because, again, we sometimes have ideas around how we think we should be treated or um, the ways we hope that they will show up for us and it's not to say that your needs aren't important and it's not to say that communicating your needs and them not rising up to meet them that's this is like that's that's a different topic of conversation for another time I'm just talking about noticing how people are loving you even if it's in a different way than maybe you readily recognize So for some people, perhaps it's feeding you. That is the way that they show love. Perhaps for other people, it is the acts of service. They're doing something for you and that's how they show love. Or 
people that sometimes struggle with emotions and expressing themselves, you know, it can be them helping you solve a problem or whatever the case may be. So take a moment to step out of this idea of focusing on the ideas of what you think things should look like and stepping into, okay, what is happening? What, what is actually going on here? What, what do I notice? And I bet when you take a moment to do that, a lot of things may shift for you. <laughs> so the last card, the last thing that I had written, written down here um, is the impurity in your desire to share your gifts without need for reciprocity becomes the tenfold of reciprocity. <laughs> and is so when you give without expectation of receiving, that that flow of energy that you have put into the world, it will come back to you. But usually it comes back in a way that is seemingly not connected to the original act. So it's that idea of being a kind human just because. (laughs) And I know that perhaps you do have to evaluate the, the idea of give and take. But again, just building upon what we just talked about, noticing that the give and take might might actually be looking a little different and come back to that place of unseen and recognize how you feel. Do you feel like you are being fulfilled? Do you feel lighter? Do you feel seen, heard, understood? All of those things. Do you feel safe? That's a big one. Do you feel, in what ways do you feel supported? So taking time to observe, taking the opportunity to kind of blur the lines for yourself. And it's like taking, (laughs) it's like taking everything out of your cupboards, seeing what you have, and then figuring out how you can put them back in other ways. Noticing how they might fit better or allowing the space to tell you what it needs. Like when you're looking at a room, let's say your living room, for example, or your bedroom, and there's a window on the wall, you're going to notice that you're probably not going to put a dresser in front of the window. Like the space will kind of tell you what it needs. So it's learning to work with it. And (laughs) curly hair, I have curly hair, for me, that's that's been the place of learning as well. I can't just get to dictate how I want my hair to be that day. It's curly hair kind of has a life of its own and you have to learn to work with it. <laughs> if you want to go ahead and get frustrated all the time, I've been there and I've done that and that's great. If you want to get frustrated around the way that your curl, sh- curl showed up that day, you're also losing out on the opportunity to celebrate how your curl showed up that day. So take that idea and run with it as well. Because if we tear down these walls that may keep us in this place of comfort, and not to say that these walls haven't been useful, because sometimes we have this place of survival to literally get us to the next place where we can feel safe in order to peek over the wall. But giving yourself that opportunity to look at things with new eyes. You might be surprised at what you find. You might be surprised at what makes its way into your life. How you can hold this new field and vibration of expansion. And... Allowing the aspects of yourself that no longer need to play a dominant role in your life to take a step back and to let that inner light of yours shine even brighter because the world needs you and your life 
will exponentially feel lighter and like you can flow through it all if you allow it. (laughs) If you allow yourself to be more of yourself, if you gravitate towards the spaces that not only nurture you, but but challenge you in, in a loving way, challenge these preconceived notions that you've been carrying, challenge you because that is where growth lies is the contrast. Knowing where it is that you feel safe and supported and able to look at your own shit There's so much healing and expansion that lies in those spaces. I'm going to pull one more card here. Let's see. What should we ask? Um, Sometimes I get here with (laughs) card pulls and then the questions of the things that I want to learn more about are just, it's like that stage fright moment (laughs) of, oh my gosh, I can't think of anything. Um, okay, what can help us move through this current energy of changing plans? Oh, that was a lot of cards. Okay, forge, don't follow, pave a new path, be the leader you wish you had. These are cards coming from the Starseed Oracle deck. So forge, don't follow, listen to your own intuition that's meant for you. I had a dream last night of getting a tattoo, getting two tattoos. One was like sunglasses and the other one, I don't It's it was like three words and it, they were ridiculous. And I got them because somebody else was like, yeah, do it. And they were um, high on my chest and then I got it and I looked down and I was so upset <laughs> because these things lived on me forever. And I did it because somebody else said that they were cool. So <laughs> don't do that. Forge your own path. Be the leader you wish you had. The next card is wait. It's not time yet. Things are being woven. So the idea of wait can mean different things. But one of the things that I've learned with this card or other cards kind of in the similar fashion of taking a pause is knowing again that sometimes things are coming that you did not plan for. (laughs) But they can also be something better for you. So trust that. Listen to your intuition. Notice all the synchronicities that are arising for you. And just keep journaling them. Talk with your friends about them. You can talk with me about the things that you are noticing coming up. Because... As you pay more focus and attention on these things, they start to create greater connections for you. You start to have more clarity around them. And then all of a sudden, one day things will come together and then it's like click, 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 click. They all make sense. The next card is Star Brothers. Horus energy, protection, loyalty, safety, trust. Know that you are being supported and guided by your loved ones that have passed away, your own higher self, because of course it's your spirit team, your higher self, they want to see you win. (laughs) And there is room for all of us. So lean into remembering that you are being supported and in the moments, the outside version of that may look differently. But behind the scenes, the universe is conspiring for you. (laughs) The next card is the Seven Star Sisters, Birthing Creations, Tapestry of Life, and Expression. So get out there and play. (laughs) You have this one life to live here in this moment and let it be whatever the hell you want it to be. If there's passions that you want to pursue, why not? What's the worst that can happen? Start digging in. See what comes of it. You never know. Some amazing things come forward. 
The next card is Breath of the Cosmos, my will to thy will, micromanaging the universe. Let go of control. Easier said than done. But everything is coming together and there is the betterment of the planet happening and it starts with you. It's that age old corny saying of change begins with you because it's true. As soon as you continue to pour love into yourself, to nurture yourself, to tend to your own basic needs, you are going to respond to other people differently. As you begin to step into your own place of expansion, and you can take my example as an example. The fact that I'm here talking to you on this podcast is a huge version of my own expansion. And think of the things that maybe you've learned or taken from it for yourself. That is the ripple effect in action right there. The next card is double mission. Lightworker Starseed, serve the world by being you. The world needs your special flavor of ingredients. You are unique. The experiences that you've been through, you provide your own perception and insights with and from and for, and it's needed you even even if you do nothing of the similar nature that I do it doesn't matter because down to your core you as a human being the people that you are around just think the people that you choose to spend your life with they're spending their life with you you're spending your life with them that is what they know that is that is who they get to enjoy things with. So enjoy them. Have fun. Play with your kids. Fuck the laundry. <laughs> like, go go create something. Go play some hopscotch outside. Go write some chalk on the road. Or, you know, if you have a busy road, do it in your sidewalk. Have moments of enjoyment. Yes, there are things that we need to do and shit that continues to unravel and continue on and blah, 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 blah. But at the very core of it all is you are here to have a human experience. So what are you experiencing? What are you doing with your moments that you have them? And know that rest is a part of it. Know that obviously work is some part of it as well but make sure you're taking time out of your life and your day to enjoy to experience to stop and smell the roses i wish you well my friend I hope that this podcast finds you and you take something from it that you have needed to hear or maybe within the coming days something solidifies for you, whatever it may be. Let me know if you find some pieces in there that were synchronistic to your own journey and your own events. I would love to hear how this has woven into your life. I think that is incredibly cool to hear how we become a messenger in our own ways. So yes, I would love to have conversations with you. I love to hear about the connections of the unseen because that's what this podcast is all about. So thanks for joining me this week. This was episode 13. Oh, before we go, actually, episode 13, the numerology from the Kyle Gray book is trust that the steps on your path are unfolding as they should and are serving your expansion. How ironic that that is the write-up for number 13, and yet that is also the energy. Uh, again, coincidence? I think not. <laughs> All right, get out there. Go be a kind human. Have a great time playing, getting curious, and seeing what comes of it. We have some really cool expansion happening in our lives, and it's pretty incredible to be alive. So I am sending you so, so much love. Know that you are incredibly worthy. Know that you are unconditionally loved and you are so much more than enough. Always have, always will be in every state that you show up in. 
You are enough. You are worthy. I will see you next week, my friends. Take care.